Good morning, good afternoon. What is going on? Happy Tuesday. The Monday Night Football game. Oh my gosh, to come down like that. Yeah, the Chiefs won. They deserve it, but I really feel like the Giants could have won and should have won. Daniel Jones, man. I don't know how he takes those sacks on the last drive there. I know sometimes, I mean, he's got to try to dump it out. I don't know. I, I just, to me, it was more of a sign. I didn't expect the Giants to win, but it, I at least expected... I thought the Chiefs would win like 35-20, something to where the Giants would put up a little more and the Chiefs would put up a lot more, even though Tyreek Hill looked great. Um, let's get to the games. You know, Honestly, this will be one of the shorter podcasts because uh, my son was using the phone and so it didn't get charged as much. And so I'm going to bed soon. So I said, hey, let's do it. It's at like 22%. So I'm not going to be able to sit there and talk for a good 45 minutes because it will be dead before then. All right, let's get, I'm just going to go down the list uh, how I have them on my phone. First game, t- new team, no more Just Win Baby. It's ironic that he wants to change his name from Just Win Baby. I know it's for certain purposes. And here it goes. I got Otani, who every time I grab a piece of food, wants to come and try to take it while I throw him to Vader. Come on, there you go. Okay, so new team, top choice. So Austin is obviously, because of our halfway through the season awards, he is my top choice as, it was, does not mean it was my top choice as best team, because regardless of record, I still really would, I mean, it's tough. There's, I, I really like Nick's team. I really like Eric's team. Matt's team was, if he had not lost those four in a row to get to that point, he probably would have been, you know, the first quarter of the season right? The first four games, I probably would have had Matt as my top choice because of just the way he was winning and putting up so many points. But the second quarter, Austin's team, you know, obviously very consistent, six and one. Now he's seven and one. So that's why that was there. It, it, it was just my projection from how I did not have him that highly ranked. And even with the receiving core that he had, which isn't it ironic how well they played this last weekend, Cobb, you know, Cobb and Pittman uh, combined for four touchdowns. That was pretty outstanding. But uh, Austin's top choice with a 182 to 155 victory. Um, I will have the video up later in the week like I normally do, back to normal, no Halloween. But as we went through it, Joe Burrow, outstanding game. The Bengals, oh, man, Burrow throws that pick. When, when they were up by 11 with like five minutes, it could have been six. I thought it was like five. Whatever it was, I thought it was over. I said it's over. The Jets are not that good anyways. You know, they've had one win all year. And for them to, looks like, and both their wins, I believe, are in overtime. I could be wrong. I thought they beat the Titans in overtime. But either way, when he threw the pick, and then they scored, and then they scored again, and the Bengals could not get it down. You know, and Jamar Chase, on the, the opening drive for the Bengals, it could have been the second. Because I, I was watching a little bit of the game on my phone. I was at Noah's baseball game. And we had to go there two hours early for face painting and, uh, we got there a little, maybe an hour and a half early we got there. So I was able to watch some of the game, but other times I was doing other stuff as they were warming up for the game. The, he, I did see on one of the first two drives of the Bengals, they ended up going for it. But on third down, Jamar Chase just straight up dropped a touchdown. What he had been doing in preseason and had a lot of experts and everyone concerned, turns out he's, he's okay as he's been outstanding. But he did have a drop 
right there that could have changed the whole game for the Bengals. And, and they probably would have had a bigger lead because they went for it on fourth down and got nothing. Obviously, things changed throughout the game, so they might have still lost. Or when they scored and went up by 11, it would have uh, actually been 18, and then, yeah, that would have been game, set, and match. Anyways, let's get back to this. Burrow still had an outstanding game, 25 points, or 24 points. Matt Ryan was an atrocious, 8. Derrick Henry has a broken bone, the Liz Frank injury, and he still plays the rest of the game. He did that in the first quarter. He looked terrible, only got 6 points. But Taylor and Jones, remember when I was naming them? I, honestly, I felt safer going with Kamara and Henry over Taylor and Jones. But I did say that they can, they're, in any given week, Ranking-wise, they can go off stat-wise, and they did. They combined for 47, while Kamara and them combined for, what was that, 22. Huge difference. That was the difference right there. That's over a 20-point swing, and Austin beat me by, you know, less than 30. 27, I want to say. 27. His receivers, I mean, there's no way that on most days you would think Metcalf and Allen Right, who combined for 41, couldn't beat Pittman and Cobb. And most weeks you wouldn't. Most weeks you would not have got that. Let's see what Jacoby Myers did, though. Did Myers put up a good game? Nine points. Okay, see? So playing Cobb was got him an extra seven points. Great move. If, if the gamble paid off. But any other given week, you might have not saw that if, if Devontae Adams played. But Pittman, oh my goodness. Pittman, outstanding game. Yeah. As we went through the, the rosters, Austin's team looked really well. You would think just with the defense alone, the defense alone is what the only reason I even stayed close. Because we'll be honest, the the game was not as close. I mean, to lose by less than 30, but still 155, uh, you're not going to score 155 very often and beat a 6-1 and one team. You could, you know, we've seen that. Week to week, you can get a victory here and there. You could be one of the best teams, and you could still find a way to win a game by scoring 140. You know, it's it's all about luck of the draw. But when you're going heads up with another set, six and one team, unless he's got four or five guys, unless it's like a just a bye week or he's got multiple injuries a bye week, you're not going to beat that. And 155 was definitely not enough. I thought we'd both score much higher than this. Even his team, I thought he would score higher. But a big victory for Austin as he goes to now seven and one. And he has a five-game winning streak. Looked outstanding. He's halfway there. You know, he keep this up, man. We'll see what he does. Remember, he does have um, some tough opponents eventually coming up as we look through the schedule further ahead. Where is his team? Oops, wrong team. Let me check that. Yeah, I don't have, like I said, I would love to have a producer who could be feeding me this information right now. He changed his photo. So let's look at his schedule coming up. He gets Elijah, who just came off the highest. He's the high score for the week, 200. His team looked outstanding, and that's without DeAndre Swift doing anything. But then he's got Dynamite in three weeks, and then he gets Underdogs. So he's got three out of four teams that are, are in playoff contention. If the playoffs had started, would be in the playoffs. So we'll see how he does. He did great round one, right, against my team. He beat me. Uh, I was right there tied with him 6-1. and one. He's got to go against Elijah next week, who has shown to be a very good elite scoring team. He's going to have Josh Allen. I don't think Kyler Murray's on a bye week, so he's got two of his top weapons. He's got a pretty good matchup week 10. We'll see if Mario can pull the upset in week 10. But then 11 is going to be a huge one. That's a circle your calendar. You've got two longtime buddies, rivals. 
that would be a good, that is some major uh, bragging rights, correct? You know, if, if Dino can pull off the victory on that one, when does it does he get to play Nick? I think he already played Nick. When did he play Nick? Oh man, yeah, he beat Nick one eighty six to one ninety two. What a game! And that's what I think that uh, when he plays Dino, it could be like that. Elijah, we'll see. I don't know the full roster, but yeah, he's got some really good matchups. Then he he's got underdogs, like I said, gets one against Bishop Sycamore, right? Week thirteen, that might be one where as long as Austin's guys are healthy, you know, if you look on here, the Mario playing Mario and Steve, those look like possible wins. You never know in fantasy, but those look like ones that he better win because he's got everyone else's playoff contention. And then he ends the the season going against Eric, who would at this rate look like a playoff team as well. That would be fun to see if Austin can get to 13 wins, be the first team in league history to ever get 13 wins. We'll see where it goes from there. But great victory for Austin this week, 182 to 155. Next game, wait, was there anything else? Because will you stop it, Cat? Hey, stop making noises. So let me see. Was there anything that he did? Uh, Cobb, Schultz, had a bit. Najee Harris continues to just be outstanding. Yeah, no, everything was normal. I was looking to see if he had any. Randall Cobb, like I said, great pickup. Good gamble. It's not one I would have taken. Um, I would have felt like, you know, I guess you could because, you know, I mean, who was Rogers going to throw to? He didn't have a lot of options, and he's going to have to throw. So it, it was a smart gamble. I still, But he still only caught three passes and two for touchdowns. That is rare, but that was a that's, that's a heads-up play because the safer play, honestly, and when you look at Austin's roster, you know, the safer play might have been Myers, right? He's had, we looked at it, he didn't have any 20-point games when we broke him down, but he had like a 17, a 14, a 15, and then another 17. You're like, with Austin's running backs and his quarterbacks, he could do that. He could do that and get by. And he, he did the other play and got him seven extra points. So great play, big victory for Austin in one of the probably – the last matchup this year that will be, I, yeah, we can't see any combination where the two teams combine for just two losses. I mean, that on paper, that had to be probably game of the year at this point of the season, right? We're in week eight, and you've got two six and one teams. Uh, I can't remember the last time we had that. That would have been amazing if we were both undefeated. But yeah, I can't remember the last time we had that. Um, so very epic game, but not epic conclusion. You know, to enter the the Monday night and Sunday night game where there was no real drama and you knew it was over. Disappointing on either end. If it was me winning it, it's disappointing because you want to have something with the night games, at least I do, to where there's some excitement and adds to it if you got a guy in it or if both guys have a guy in it. I hate when I don't have a guy in it and the other guy does and it's close. I usually can't watch those. I'll watch them, but then it's like every time it goes to that guy, I'm like, oh my gosh, I don't need to see this. You know, I don't need to see this. I could take it on a Thursday night game. But on a Sunday or Monday night, oh, it's so difficult. All right, let's get to the next one. This one, and see, this is what I'm saying. This was my elimination pick. This is the one where I said, hey, if if I'm in a fantasy elimination bracket, this is the one I am taking over. Every matchup this week would be Matt against Steve, and Matt only won by five points. That's why it's like no matter how heavily favored you are, I thought Matt was favored by over 30. I, I can't be 100% sure. But I thought he was favored heavily, and he comes away with a five-point victory. That's why when I was mentioning with Austin's schedule, you look at that. See, oh my gosh, my phone's already at showing me it's at twenty percent. I got to speed speed this up. But if you look at Austin Austin's schedule, 
yes, on paper, if, if he let's say he wins, um, no, I can't say that because he would beat those guys. Yeah, if if he let's just say this, he can lose to every other playoff team. Everyone else that's on there is a potential playoff team. Let's say his only he loses all those, but wins those two against Steve and Mario. That would give him nine wins, right? He could be nine and six. With how well his team is scoring, I can't see him not being, you know, we're not going to have that many teams with nine wins who are going to be as high as scoring as Austin. So that would be a very safe bet if it comes down to that, that Austin would be in the playoffs. So anyways, so he's looking good. Matt with a 163. Patrick Mahomes, you know, I don't know if is it, is it something the teams figure out how to beat him? Because I'm watching some of them, and I know some of them, it looks like bad decisions by himself. Was it everything just so good? The offense works so well. and Because whenever he plays the Raiders, and I'm not saying this because I'm not a Raider homer, but both games last year, the Chiefs should have lost both. Mahomes, he struggles. They What they were doing was, they were just, what they were doing were putting pressure with just the front four or the three. They were only rushing three or four, and they were dropping back so many corners, and they made it very difficult. And Mahomes, he didn't really do well. He put up some stats, some of it in the first game where they beat him in Kansas City. It was some late-game heroics to make it interesting. But for all intents and purposes, the game was over. Then the next one, the Raiders had him beat. It was a good game. I think it was Thursday night football, back and forth. And then Mahomes got him on the last drive. But I don't know. The Niners, they, they played him excellent in the Super Bowl. The Bucks, they defeated him. They put pressure and they took... I don't know if teams are figuring out because they don't look the same. Even even at I mean to to me to say this guy had never lost a game in September and now he's entering November at four and four. That's just I don't know if the Chiefs are maybe just one of those teams to where one you know kind of like we've seen in the past where a team is really good three or four year span and then they're still good. Seattle reminds me of that you know they went to two Super Bowls, should have won two Super Bowls and could have possibly been to three in a four-year span and just didn't get it all the way there. But then they kind of just, what they are now, in contention every year, make the playoffs here and there, maybe sneak a playoff victory in. They're still, you know, they still have the the mystique of being a, a contender because of some of the pieces they have. Maybe that's what the Chiefs have become. I don't know. But I'm talking way too much about regular football when I just want to talk fantasy. i got to hurry up. Okay, Mahomes, terrible game. Jimmy G, what the heck, two rushing touchdowns. 35 points. There is no time at any in my life when I pick Jimmy G on the road at Chicago. This is not Jimmy G at home against the Falcons. You know, Jimmy G on the road at Chicago after that terrible game against the Colts. There's no way I would have thought he would ever outscore Patrick Mahomes. Ever. If you told me Mahomes played three quarters and got injured in the fourth, I would still take Mahomes. Jimmy G, awesome performance. That's what kept it so close. Robinson getting injured. Bolden, Matt playing Bolden, terrible, did not work out. Did he bench someone? Let me look. Oh, maybe he had my, uh, I think he had, oh, I keep thinking he has Josh Jacobs. Oh, Josh Jacobs, he does. He was on a bye week. So he played Bolden, desperate play. Debo Samuel continues to just be outstanding. And this is kind of like why Matt was in the same boat as Austin, but Matt was even worse, is that Austin had better pieces. He had better running backs. Um, Matt's team just didn't seem like it had that running back tandem, and the receivers definitely weren't there. Turns out Cooks and Samuel and Robert Woods have, have been great performances to help keep Matt uh, one of the top scoring teams, 
even though the record might not reflect it totally. CD, I mean, look at this. CD Lamb, 22, 19 for Thielen. Big Sunday night game for Steve. Jimmy G, McKissick, awesome performance. Cousins was a big letdown. I mean, who would have thought if 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 Steve played Justin Fields, if Steve played Justin Fields, he gets the win. I mean, how do you how do you do that? How do you go through that? Like I said, in my dynasty team, team I traded him in a package to get some other players because I just I gave up on him. I know it's too soon, but I saw nothing. And here he is, comes out, and he's still 19 for 27 for only 175 yards. I don't know if that's just the coaching, but the, the, the rushing finally was there. Rushed for 100 yards, had a touchdown. He looked good. I know Jacob said in the group text it was because the Niners' defense was playing so awful. So either way, if it's against a bad defense still, that's a good sign because that's what you were looking for. I saw Fields going against Detroit, looked terrible. Against Cincinnati, he didn't play the whole game, but didn't look great. You know, you look for him against the, the Raiders, nothing. So it's like you, you're like, okay, I got to see something, and I didn't see anything from Justin Fields. But I'm going to play Cousins, too, against the Cowboys. I always like to take the primetime, guys. Tough loss, as the defense for the Bills did good. TJ, TJ Watt continues to, to be outstanding for Matt. Matthew Stafford, another excellent performance. Stephon Diggs, solid game. So Matt defeated after losing four straight games and saving any kind of stress attack after dropping five straight, and that would have been killer against a 1-6 team. Great competition, great challenge for Steve. But big victory for Matt as he goes to 4-4 four and four with a very tight victory. And we have some trades. I should talk about those. Big trade. A.J. Dillon, right, goes to B team. But he gets a 2022 second round pick as we see some of the guys stop stockpiling picks for next year. While Eric gets Elijah Mitchell. Great pickup. He's When he's healthy, listen to the games when he's healthy. 64% of the snaps, 22 points. Now, the only bad one was Arizona. He had 68%, right? That's the most he's played in a game, only eight points. But then back-to-back 20-plus point performance against Indy and Chicago. The Indy won definitely because and that's perfect uh, rushing weather. But he's had 300-yard games and three touchdowns. Outstanding. Good pickup for Eric for a second-round pick for a, a running back on his team and a running team. So great trade there. And, of course, I had no intention, had Derrick Henry not been hurt, and my food, that cat, I threw cat pieces to him, and she's just leaving him. She's just leaving him now. So now i got cat food all over my floor. If Derrick Henry does not get hurt, this trade is not done. Losing Henry, a lot of times I would just say, eh, you know, you still got, I got Barkley coming back soon, most likely next week. I still got Alvin Kamara. I still got Devontae Adams. I still have weapons, you know, Dak Prescott. There's still pieces there. But with no tight end, with no... When else really strong every week to week to put in the flex? Because like I said, my goal is I still want to catch Austin and win that regular season title. I'm going to need weapons um, because it didn't matter. Look, at I had almost everyone, and I still lost to, to Austin. Uh, and that could have been out in the playoffs, and it's one and done. But I did trade Tony Pollard, who I really liked. But Trey Lance, I bailed ship on him. I, I could wait, but and I, that was my plan. He was my quarterback next two years at least I was going to put on him. And a 2022 first for Christian McCaffrey and a 12th round pick next year. So I'm going for it, seeing if I can try to get a few victories out of the once he comes back. And we'll see how it rolls. He can get hurt again. I mean, goodness gracious. The guy's just, you know, him and Barkley now. And he'd been perfect all those years. 
But now him and Barkley, so I got two Mr. Glass fragile guys. We'll see how they hang out. Anyways, back to this. The next victory, Dynamite with a 185 to 133 win. And he gets to 5 and 3 over Brian, who we just talked about, has made multiple trades. He got a first for Swift, and now he got a second for Elijah Mitchell as he is building up for next year's draft. Winston, I know, Matt makes that deal. Complete luck as Winston appears to have torn his ACL, even though he's dancing in the locker room afterwards. But 10 points, Teddy Bridgewater, very tough game against that Washington. They're one of the worst pass defenses in football. I did not see that coming. I thought the Broncos would throw all over him. Very disappointing. Cordero Patterson continues to be awesome for Dino. 19 points. Elijah Mitchell, who was just traded, 25 points. Dalvin Cook, very dis big disappointment. It's not so much the 18 carries for 78 yards because the Cowboys' D has been pretty good. It said he only had two targets and zero receptions. That's terrible. Mari Cooper, everyone when they were saying, I remember seeing on fantasy apps, when Cooper Rush was going to play, they're like, oh, we pity everyone who has your Cowboy receivers. Don't play your Cowboys receivers. Well, it looks like it's only the tight end that got affected because Cooper and Lamb both had outstanding 20-plus point games, including a 31 for Mari Cooper. Cooper Cup. They combined for 61 points. Huge game. Nick Chubb, disappointing. He didn't get a touchdown. You know, it went to uh, Dearness, Dearness Johnson. So we'll see if that ends up, because they're similar backs, right? So we'll see if Dearness Johnson gets some third down or some goal line work as well. So, but we'll see what happens. Like I said, you get Nick Chubb for when it gets mid to late November and December, when it gets cold and the Browns want to run it, he will be their, their bell cow. We'll see how that works out for Dino. Trevor Lawrence and Henneke, both under 20. The Eagles' defense, outstanding. Olukan, for what is it? I don't. Even, I can't even say his first name. Olukan, I think his name is. 27 points as he had 16 tackles Sunday for the Falcons. Man, where do you guys find these defensive players? Great grab by Brian. Brian and Eric are excellent at grabbing these defensive. So is Dino with Wilson. But, yeah, very big game for them. We'll see. If you look at Dino's team, losing Winston, he still has Tyrod Taylor coming back. And we know he has Sam Darnold, who had 13 points. Not bad. He did have the concussion if he gets back. Um, when is their next game? It's not Thursday night, so he'll be okay. Chase Edmonds, I mean, look at the bench. Tyler Lockett, 32 points. Chase Edmonds, 15 points. Melvin Gordon, 18 points. Him and Nick have the most depth and very impressive, and that's the curse. You know, and I put that on there. It's like, that's the curse. You have so many pieces. Now it's, you try to play matchups, but as I just said with Teddy Bridgewater, his matchup was juicy. Teddy is a very trustable quarterback, and he's at home, and he's going against the one of the worst pass defenses, other than probably the Bucks, and he only gets 14 fantasy points. That's nothing. So you, when you have that many options, and you don't play the right one, Tyler Lockett is... is it's almost better sometimes if you have maybe one extra guy and you hope no one gets hurt. And then you just go, hey, I'm going to go with the hot hand or I'm going to go with the, the higher draft pick. You know, go with the guy who, who might go off. Who would have thought, you know, that Lockett would go off or something like that? And then next time you play Lockett, he's like Mike Williams now, who's Mike Williams back to earth, going back to getting four-point games. So very frustrating. But big win for Dino. Oh, my gosh, 17%. Let's speed this up, Danny. All right, next game. Team Tussle with a 145 to 138. These games, we had four teams that are 1-7. And, and 
All of them were kind of close. Dino did win by 50, but at one point it seemed like I thought Brian might have been closer. I could be wrong because I thought Dino at one point was like 60% chance of winning during Sunday afternoon. Uh, I know it's early Sunday afternoon, but then it jumped up later. But Eric, 138 to 145, he wins by seven, right? Remember I had Matt as my first elimination choice, and then Nick was my second. And he ended up having a pretty easy time scoring 152 to 115. But as we get to Eric, 145 to 138, we've seen Eric lose when he scored 200, and now this week we see him win by scoring 145. A lot of times if it's under 150, you do lose. We've seen Christian win by scoring like 140. Now we've seen Eric win. So it's very frustrating when you lose those high-scoring games, but I have to be completely honest. When you win the low-scoring games and you squeeze one by, you sneak one by, however you want to phrase it, man, it, it to me it feels good. In that league I'm with Matt, the Dynasty League, I won 105. I My team was just lousy, and I have a good roster. I'm 6-2 I'm and two in that league. And so is Matt. Me and Matt are both six and two in the same division. Go figure, right? Um, but in that in that dynasty league, I I had terrible performances, injuries, everything, and I won one hundred and five, and the other guy had one hundred. Yet last week I was high man with like one eighty. So it's like it can go when you get those ones. I did not. I did not deserve a win. But if your opponent plays bad, hey, go for it. And this was not one where they played bad, right? We're just we get spoiled with seeing the two hundred point performances. And week in and week out, but it's nice when you lose these games, 200 to 220, and then you you know you're like, man, I'm not going to score 200 every week. And when you lose one of those, it hurts. These are the ones where you go, okay, it balanced out because I shouldn't have won scoring 145 on most averages, not always, but remember, it's usually anything over 150, 160, especially 160, you have a good shot. Doesn't mean you're guaranteed you have a good shot. This was a week Eric got a big victory to go to six and two. Very impressive, 6-2. and two. Man, we got some real, and the records at times don't show it, not with the victories, but the guys who have the losing record, like Brian, who scored three times 180 and still lost. We talked about it on our midseason award. There were several teams like that. Mario, multiple performances of 170 or more, and he lost, and he's down there at 1-7 as well. Let's get to it. Remember, after Aaron Rodgers was bad, now, I said I would take the, I would take the safe pick. Right, I mentioned Herbert. Eric Eric backed me up on that, saying Herbert, the Patriots, is his kryptonite. He actually played better than I thought with the 18 points, but I still did not feel safe. I, you know, it's only one point difference. He didn't go for 40, right? I said I knew that was a possibility, but he didn't go for 40. I would have taken the Rodgers at that point because I thought Herbert might go for 15 or less, but he got 18. So I guess that's a push, right? As we go up and down the lineup, Mixon, outstanding game. Booker, great game. Great game for Monday Night Football. I was so happy Booker came out and performed well. I really wish Barkley was uh, there. He would have done even better. But Booker, 20 points and 20 and 28. Yeah, I mean, the running backs came out even. I like I, With Gaskins, I just don't get it with Miami. You know, it, well, it was Buffalo. They are pretty good. But still, I was hoping Gaskins would break double digits. Malcolm Brown's gone. And he did get a few catches, but 12 carries, only 36 yards. The O-line's got to play better as well. You know, you can't you can't tell me if you had Deshaun Watson, that changes the run game. I'm not going to get into that. Excellent game. This is I'm okay with this. I can't speak for Eric, but if Tyree kills my receiver, I'm okay with that performance. I know you wanted six more points, Eric, for that bonus. That would have put you in the 30s, which would have been great. 
Remember, you want to score as much as you can. I get that. But 12 catches, 94 yards, and a touchdown. Yes, sign me up on that. I don't Every week I don't need a 50 followed up by an 8. If he got 8 tonight, he loses. You know, Ingram had a solid performance. He only had, I thought, one catch. No, he had three catches, but he had a touchdown, 10 points. He put pressure on Eric to where you're like, dude, Hill's going to. And at least Hill got a touchdown early in the game to take a little pressure off. But, man, that was close. That was very close because Ingram played so well, and Jacob had the lead coming in. So receivers, though, Jefferson, oh, my gosh, he's got to get. I don't, you can't give him a come on, man. Because he was only targeted four times, and two of them he drew penalties where they gained the yards. And I, I see that so often with Jefferson. It gets me so frustrating because the guys are all over him, and he doesn't get, you know, I have to tell Cindy that. I'm like, she's learning. You don't get the fantasy points, which suck. Why? Because she's like, well, why are you upset? He got the flag. I'm like, yeah, but that's, I'm not a Vikings fan. I'm pulling for Jefferson to have a big night. Um, Claypool, eh, he's a boomer bust at times. Callaway, very disappointing with only six. Tyreek Hill outscored both receivers. Tight ends, Pitts, man, he was targeted a bunch. What did he get? He got six targets. It feels like he got more. But I don't think they stopped him. It just felt like when I was watching some of that game, it felt like Matt Ryan couldn't get the ball out. He was pressured a lot. They did really well at keeping uh, him contained. Yeah, it was it was not the kind of game I thought. I thought Sam Darnold, I thought both offenses would play much, much better. Kind of like when... They're not as good as Dallas, obviously, but when the Cowboys and Panthers played, both offenses put up strong performances, even though the Cowboys' defense still had a pretty good game. But Pitts, disappointing, but, you know, he's still a rookie. You can expect that. I'm still taking him week to week uh, over almost everyone in the NFL. Heck, Kelsey only outscored him by, like, three points. So if Kelsey can have a bad week or a few bad weeks in there, you've got to expect someone like Pitts in a much tougher offense to work in now that Calvin Ridley's out. So that takes it away from him. Herbert, the running back, remember I mentioned, he had 23 carries. He just, he needed a touchdown, right? He needed, at times he's not, he almost got 100 yards, 72 yards, well not almost 100, but good game. Higgins outperformed him, which was a sh- not a shock, but I felt safer with Herbert. Tannehill, Goff, Goff is turned into garbage, but I don't think it's Goff. If you put Goff in Many other systems, sev- not many, several other systems, I think he plays better. I think Goff would do better in Philly in that kind of offense passing, while Hertz would do much better in Detroit's offense. Tannehill, and then the Broncos, the outstanding game against Washington. So 145, the main thing is Jacob made the game competitive, just like Brian has, just like Mario has in the city, Steve. Steve really came close, but Steve and Jacob both came so close to getting victories, which would have just been a gigantic, a bigger disappointment than joy for them because each loss is one extra lotto ball. So they're both one. Everyone who lost with one win, you just got one extra lotto ball. Remember, and it goes at the end, not that you want to tank games, but you want to get, to me, it's, it's fun to get those victories and try to hurt guys at times, hurt their playoff standings, knock them down. Uh, just have a week or so of enjoyment in this league. Um, you know, get, just give me a, a few wins here and there. But then at the end of the season, you're like, was it worth it? Some of them are, but, so, you know, like if you're playing your rival, you want to do it. You want to get the victory. But at the end of the season, each one, remember, last place, 
gets 10. The next one up gets 7 and so on. So you want to be the one to get the, the most opportunities. So each loss and the lower the team. Finally, oh, no, 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 we have two more. I'm sorry. Let's get to, oh, my gosh, what's the, okay, I got to speed this up. Christian listens, Elijah doesn't. Christian lost, so I don't think he cares as much, but we'll still talk about this. It's just, remember, week recap. I'm not going to get into the waiver wire and all that, uh, even though the next time you hear me, it'll be Wednesday morning. So tomorrow I will do the waiver wire. My voice, man, I need to get a drink. Give me a second. It's almost 1 in the morning. I stayed up too late. Okay. Neither quarterbacks were impressive. Tua played better than Murray, though, almost 20 points. He looked good at times, especially early on in the game. They did have some drops. Yeah, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna beat up Tua. He did what he could in that offense on a tough defense. No run game either going. Henderson looked great. Eckler, Williams, yeah. I mean, what am I gonna say? This is this is just like, eh. At this point, it's like breaking down the game. Christian's team put up 142. I don't and like I said, that ends his five game winning streak. He's still five and three. He's still right there battling with all the big boys. I only scored 150-something, so I didn't outscore him by much. So this is not a, see, I told you, I told you he'd, he'd go to this. No, 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 no. He's had three straight games of over 179 or higher. So this is not, it's just one of those weeks. I mean, this was a crazy week for for some of the big names in fantasy football where they just disappeared through injury, just disappeared like Calvin Ridley, or just didn't show up during the game and was awful. But then for Elijah, it was complete opposite. Murray looked bad, so this looked good for him because he had a bad Thursday night game. New weapon, only got seven points. If you show me those and Sutton only had six against that pass defense, I would have said Elijah's going to lose this. But Allen, back to his outstanding performance with 31. Hawkinson, welcome back, 18 points. He scored more points than Goff did. A.J. Brown, we talked about last game, how relevant he was and how big that was of an outcoming for him. And now another big game, 37 points. Chris Godwin, 34. I mean, Elijah's team just put the beat down. Everyone, Almost everyone showed up as he gets 211, while Christian's team, it would have helped with Jamar Chase. He did get another touchdown, but if he did not drop that one, he would have had nearly 20 points. D-Hop's injury didn't help. That whole Cardinal game was terrible. Zach Ertz did nothing. Emmanuel Sanders, four targets, no receptions. That does not help anyone. And it, it, it's... Not a waste because the Saints defense got 30, like I said. You you prefer them to save those for close games so you can get those victories. But at the end, when it comes to tiebreaker, points in a blowout loss or points in a blowout win all count the same at the end, right? Every point matters. Every point matters. So still, even in defeat, good job for the Saints defense to come out. Smith did not have a good game, only eight points. I thought he would do better, especially against the Niners who like to run a lot. We uh yeah, running back so Christians did good. He outscored Elijah's running backs. I would have taken like I said, Henderson and Swift. I feel much safer than Eckler and Williams, and Elijah still scored one by over seventy. So big victory for Elijah as he gets to six and two. And the final game, Mario only one fifteen and Nick got one fifty two and he gets the victory. We've seen we've already talked about it before. Let me click on Nick's thing. He lost one game where he scored one ninety four. He scored 194, and his opponent scored 198, right? Then he won three in a row. Then he lost two in a row, where he scored 186, 
and lost to Austin 192. Then he scored 192 and lost to Christian who scored 204. So, I mean, let's be honest. Going over Nick's three losses, 194, 186, and 192. My goodness, dude. In those three, you give him that, Nick's undefeated. Now, we can't give it to him. But let's be honest. Most situations, Nick has been in the top three or four in scoring. Okay, In his victories, 181, 198, 201, 251, and now 152. This has been his worst week of the season. It makes up not for those three losses, but it helps. Kind of like with Eric's situation where you're like, dude, he scored 200 and lost. Get Cut him a break. And it doesn't always happen. You know, like we said last year with Jacob's team, he got, he suffered so many crappy losses and it came back to bite him at the end where he missed the playoffs by less than half a point. And you're like, if he had just won, if he had just got a, one of these type of wins, he would have been seven and six and made the playoffs. He didn't get these last year. So for Eric to get one this week and Nick to get one this week, that's really big. That can be at the end of the year playoff saving and then championship winning. If Eric or Nick, we'll find out late in the season, if they both dominate the rest of the year or you know both go you know four losses, then they would have gotten the playoffs even if they didn't get this. But let's say one of them just get in the playoffs because of one extra win. We'll look back to this week eight where they both got victories when they were below probably the league average of about 160, right? They were both around there, and they, they snuck away with victories. While the rest of the games, they've dominated. Those are the ones where you go, okay, and then if they get on a run and any of them win the championship, we can remember and go back and say, wow, you know, what a big difference that makes. And anyways, I'm going to go off on all this sorts of stuff when I'm running out of time. But Jalen Hurts, terrible game for Nick, 12 points. Daniel Jones outscored him. Zeke and Fournette were out. Yeah, they were outscored by Gio Bernard and Scott. How You know how dang frustrated I am that Scott got majority of the work while Gainwell did nothing. I played Gainwell, right? The fantasy, if you could have read it before, was talking about Gainwell probably being the team lead. He's going to get more carries. Scott will be in the mix. Jordan Howard, who is Mr. Jerome Bettis, steal goal line touchdowns. Nobody wants Howard. I can't stand the guy. When he was a lead back in Chicago, yes, but not now. Well, like I said, the game's about to start. I'm busy doing stuff. Last I checked, he was the man. Gainwell was the man. They were talking about at 8 in the morning, 9 in the morning. Then all of a sudden, when I'm looking, going, hey, man, it's the second quarter. I don't see any touches from him. You click on his thing, and you read it, and it says, oh, Gainwell's warming up with the second team, and it's Scott doing the first team warm-ups. So it looks like Scott's going to get most of the work. Oh, my gosh. You know, those are the times where you go, you know what? I, I don't have time to look at every little player and every little thing. Could someone on ESPN have mentioned this? Could someone have maybe said this before? Could the coach not have said it, but said, hey, you know what? If he had even said, hey, we're going to get a 30-30-30 share between all three, something, it would have been made it so much easier. Teams with multiple running backs, if you give me two, I'm okay with Pollard and Zeke. I'll play Pollard some weeks. You know, I would play him. In my dynasty league, I, I have him. I'm playing him. I love Pollard. He's good. He's good for ten most times, not this last week, but he's good for ten a game. If you have a solid team, he's a great extra piece just to get you a double digit game. I'm okay with that. But when you got three guys, you know, and the, the Dolphins, and you're just like, what's going on? But the fact that I, I didn't even, you don't even see that news until it's like the game's already started. Well, what the heck does that do me now? It wouldn't have mattered because I, if I didn't play game well, I would have played Pollard 
and he only did one point more. So, but still, very frustrating. You hate when you see that. But Scott and Gio Bernard outscored Zeke and Fournette. That is a Patrick Mahomes getting outscored by who did I say? Was it Dan- Daniel Jones? Yeah, no, not Dan- who was it that I was talking about earlier with Matt's game again? Oh, Jimmy, Jimmy G. Yeah, that this was to me. This is worse than that. Like if I had to take a bet, I would say Jimmy G outscores Mahomes. I would say, okay, I'll take that. I'll take that over the fact that Zeke and Fournette got outscored by Gio and Scott. Heck, man, I would have said Elliott alone on the uh, on the road against the Vikings will probably outscore Gio and Scott, and it did not happen. So one of those crazy situations. The good news is it did not come back to hurt Nick because Mike Evans, okay game. Fryermuth, okay game. Fryermuth, great grab by Nick. But Brady and the Titans D, outstanding to make up Brady's 35 points. That trade now, like we talked about when Nick made it, and you go, hey, you got rid of Cousins. If Nick had played Cousins, that would have been 20 points less. He still gets the victory this week. But, man, that would have been sweating it. It's nice to have someone you know you can rely on to most weeks get you that. Now, let's go through Nick's bench. Harris had 15. Deontay Johnson had 15. Waddle only 8. But... He had Waller on a bye, Mark Andrews on a bye, Lamar Jackson on a bye. Most weeks, Nick's team is going to score more than that. you got to give him a pass for that, right? Because you know he would have played Brady and Lamar Jackson. I don't see that often, Lamar Jackson getting 12 points. Hurts should have did better, but he didn't. By the way, anyone who saw that text, I did um, when I asked about Jalen Hurts, it was because in another dynasty league I'm in, uh, I have three first-round picks. My team, I took it over from someone. They suck, and... I'm like, you know what? I have three for next year that I traded to build in that league. And so I end up trading Hurts for another first-round pick. So now I have four first-round picks for the next season. And, yeah, I was like, you know what? I have Prescott. I have Trevor Lawrence. I got Bridgewater. I'll be fine with quarterbacks. So that's why I mentioned that in the group thing. And so, yeah, Hurts has gone. Hurts, I don't know. It's like with Hurts, it's like I, he physically has the tools. He For fantasy, I think most of the time he's great. But with the Eagles, I would be more concerned with Hurts. And I don't hear too much about him as opposed to how every time the Dolphins don't score, you hear some comment about Tua. But Nick's team got the win. He's 5-3. and three. Him and Matt really needed that because they're really – this is a week where you go, okay, I just mentioned Nick's without Waller, Andrews, and Lamar Jackson. You know, and – Waddle had a tough week. Most of the time, those guys are all startable options that give incredible points. Where, like I said, Nick is averaging probably 190-something a week. I mean, outstanding. Maybe even more with that 250-point game. So outstanding season, and now he got the victory. So as we go through the standings, NFL 2K22, my team is now 6-2 with the loss. Elijah 6-2, Nick 5-3. So it is a three-team race. As you see, and when it comes to points, remember, division is division record. Elijah's two losses, who did he lose to? He lost, I'm not going to remember. I think maybe he lost to, who cares? I know he's got uh, one loss in division. Nick has one loss in division. So right now, I got the upper hand just on that. Um, And then points, it's me and Nick. I have 20 points more than Nick. We're right there with 1,500 each, 15-something. Tecmo Bowl, 22. This one is a two-horse race. Okay, you got Dynamite at five and three, and Matt at four and four. Don't let the records fool you; they are both right there. As Matt has fifteen hundred and thirty-eight points, he is 
19 points behind Nick. So there goes my low power mode at 10%. Let's speed it up. 19 points behind Nick. So both Rotherham still two. Let me see. Did Austin pass him? Yes, he did not. So Nick and Matt are still two and three in scoring after eight weeks. It's going to balance out. And uh, with the victories they had today, Matt's a little tougher, you know, closer. Um, but both teams did not score outstanding points. They both had lower scoring weeks, but they got a victory, and that was so needed. But Dynamite, five and three. He's won two in a row, looking good. He's up there in points as well with 1440. Yeah, Tech Mobile 22 is a two team race. NFL 2K22, three team race with Elijah, Nick, and myself. And then. Madden 22 is a three-team race as well. So you see right there, that's eight teams trying to get six spots. Winning the division has, in my memory, it's always been important, but it always felt like there was always teams where everyone was, remember that one year, like I mentioned, eight out of 12 were four and four. You're like, oh my gosh, we got eight teams at four and four right now at this point. It was, it was who knows what's going to happen the next half of the year. And and that was with just 14 games. Now we got 15. So you might see a little more. You got one extra week to try to sneak in that last victory. But you got 5-3 and three Christian, who suffers his first loss in over a month. You got Team Tussle, Eric, at 6-2. and two. He's won three straight. And you got Austin, top choice, with a five-game winning streak to get to 7-1. and one. He's got 1,400 points. Eric's got 1,348, and Christian's got 1,291. Christian has improved his points. He had a bad week here, but he was so close to breaking 1,300 and trying to get up there to the 1,400s and um, staying up towards the top. But he's still ahead of the other guys. At this point, Christian's got to be thinking, win that division. He's only two back, right? Austin, he's only two back, and I can't, did, did Christian, let me look at schedule. His division win was over Steve, but he lost to Austin and he lost to Eric. So they got the advantage there. Now, who did Eric lose to in the division? He lost to Steve. Steve's only victory. You look back down, you go, man, Eric lost. He scored 163, but Steve had one, 205, Steve's best game of the year. But Eric did beat Christian and Austin. So now he's got an advantage here. That's it because losing to Steve hurts as the overall, right? You want to, he's two in one division. But now, because Austin is two in one division, Eric beat him. He's got the heads up. So now he's, if they tie, if they tie in when they, if, if Eric wins next week and Austin loses, then not that that'll happen, but if that does, Eric should jump ahead regardless of what it shows on the app because the points, I have it based on points, like I always say, but it's just points for, so that when the playoffs come, it'll show all the teams that would make it in for points. Remember, we ignore that and I will auto fix it where it goes based off division record for the divisions. If I do that, if I choose that option, then the higher scoring teams, they're not going to show them in the playoffs, and I don't want that. That caused confusion one year, years ago. So now I always do points, and then I let you guys know, hey, you see the people who are going to be in the playoffs, those would be the playoff teams because division races, division record have nothing to do with wildcard teams. But Eric has, the fact that he's one game behind is not favorable, right? Austin's team has looked great. He's got 1474. He's the highest scoring team in the division. He's won five in a row. His last loss was to Eric. That said, if, remember, they have to play, right? Let's say Eric and Austin both win out all their games other than when they go heads up, which would be the last game of the season, okay? That could mean so much because if Austin wins, then, of course, if they both they won everything out to this point, Austin would win because he has a one-game lead. 
But if Eric wins it and they finish tied, right? Eric wins it, they're tied. Doesn't matter. That's it. It's over. Austin would be a wild card team playing in the first round, and Eric would win the division and get the bye because he would have, even if the division records, if like whatever the case, I'm not going to get into too much. You get the point that because Eric already won, right? Because if if Austin had the winner has the one game advantage because if Eric had already had lost to Austin, and let's say maybe he beat he beat Christian or Steve, and then you know what? It's too late. I'm getting a headache trying to say all this. You get what I'm saying that. It's nice to have that advantage over the guy you're above because if they finish tied at the end of the year, Eric would win the division because he would have to beat Austin that last game and he would win the division. It's crazy. It's crazy how it happens. That happened to me and Jacob one year. Don't say it won't because it can. And I end, up, I end up going from President's Trophy and regular season trophy to opening round wildcard team and watch Jacob go to the final while I got out eliminating the first round. And it sucks. And I've never forgotten it. It sucks. So that's why it's so huge to win those division games the first three weeks to give yourself a little bit of confidence that, hey, if it comes down to that, I just got to win. Or even if he even if he loses to Austin, let's say he gets a one-game lead at the end, right? Let's say Eric wins everything, Austin loses two games, and then Austin beats Eric the last game. Well, then it's going to come down to they both split, and then whoever has the better division record. And then you would go, okay, cool. You know, Eric goes, okay, at, at, at worst, I lose the last game to Austin, but if I had a better division record, right, let's say he loses, to, Austin loses another one to someone else, then that would be two losses in division. Anyways, we're done. Time is running out. And so, dang it, 49 minutes. I can't believe I got that much time in on a 20% battery. Have a good day. I'm sorry if the show wasn't as good. I'm very tired. I'm rambling. I'm forgetting. It, literally, as I'm talking, my brain is thinking, um, my eyes are tired. They're closing. I'm trying to remember what I'm talking about. I hope you enjoyed the show. I try to have a little more energy because when I just try, a lot of times I'll talk to you like I'm just talking like you're at my table and what, which I try to do because it makes it easier. But sometimes I, I want to try to get a little more animated because it's more like you want to listen to somebody who's talking to, to make it more interesting as opposed to someone who sits there and goes, you know, yeah, the game was pretty good, you know, you know, you know what I'm talking Yeah, but, but that can get so boring so fast and you don't want to hear that. Um, so I hope you enjoy the show. Have a great day. I will have a podcast up again um, probably the rest of the week, and I will have the video worked on soon. Be safe. Talk to you later. Peace.